We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, Knicks Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Knicks Weekly, episode 77, where we discuss everything that the week from the week that was, the good, the bad, the ugly, all that in full detail. And with me today to help get the full breakdown of what we saw this past week and what we can see moving forward is none other than our guy CK2K on the other side. Tonight we're taking calls only by the Discord. And also remember to support our sponsor, BetUS, uh, the official sports book for Knicks Fan TV for the 2023 NBA season. CK, my man, what's going on, bro? How you doing today? What's good, bro? What's good? I'm good. Uh, rough week of uh, Knicks basketball in the past, and hopefully things turn around this week, man. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like that response, CK. You know I mean? To the point, direct. We all know what it was. We don't need to go uh, a- a- any. We don't need to go uh, into full-on stories of what we saw and all that Ugh. nonsense. But hey, we're gonna do that anyway. We're gonna break it all down, CK. <laughs> we're gonna. Too bad you can't get off the hook that easy. All right. So this yeah. week, the New York Knicks faced the Cleveland Cavaliers twice, back-to-back games, and they also had the Milwaukee Bucks for the first game of the in-season tournament. So. The Knicks ended this week being one and two. I thought they would go two and one. I thought they could defeat a shorthanded Cavs team twice and then uh, and then call call it a day. But clearly, that was that was not the case. So, what did you think of the games that we watched this week, CK? Uh, <laughs> which answer you want? You want the the answer that you know will be good for the sound bites, or you want my actual feelings on how? 
the basketball yeah, this, we had to watch the last thing, week. Okay, this is all this right is, because people are, the people tune in because they want the honest truth here. Okay, I just have to That's make sure I ask these questions because you know what I mean. It, it's just it was really really rough basketball. I will say, uh, it, it's nice to know that at least we were in the games. But to me, to to lose a, a Cleveland Cavalier game to a team that just obviously is not all their missing key players. And we had one dude show up when we expect both of our all-stars to show up. That was frustrating. And then I, you know, I try to shake that off. Be like, ah, it can't get any worse than that. Alex, it got worse than that against the Milwaukee Bucks. It was supposed to be the first game of this inaugural in-season tournament that the NBA is trying to gas up. So much so that the same guy I'm expecting to show up in this game is in the commercial. Doesn't do that. <laughs> And we had to deal with that on Friday. And I look, it's just been a wild and wacky, crazy week of basketball. I'm not trying to hang my hat and think that this is going to be our season in a nutshell. But it's kind of scary to to know that our all-star leader in sorts uh, is having a rough start to the season. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in some depth today, buddy. Oh, for sure. We're going to talk about one Julius Randle in depth. But yeah, man, when you look back at this week, it was a rough week. Um, and when you look at the week ahead, man, I am just shocked <laughs> at how many back-to-back games the NBA has given us. It's actually Crazy. insane. Like, it, yeah. like, dude, first of all, we got not only the the not only do we have Atlanta and New Orleans back-to-back, you got the Cavs back-to-back. We have Charlotte and and Boston this weekend, upcoming weekend back-to-back. The following week. Uh, we got Washington, the next other, the the other in season tournament game, and Charlotte back to back. And I'm just like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, can y'all stop? Can y'all stop giving us back to backs at this point? This team is not ready for back to backs to open up, and like, we need a break. But I'm not, I, I'm not thrilled with what we saw this past week, especially against a shorthanded Cavs team. That 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 Man. that second loss really hurts because. Actually, the, you know what? They both hurt because yeah. in both games, both teams were handing the Knicks the win. And the well, Knicks just okay. could not, they could not capitalize yeah. and just either maintain the lead or just hit their shots. And it's not just, you know, it was, it's been a mixed bag between having Brunson start off this week uh, because he's been either on or off. We also didn't have RJ against Cleveland and... You see that we're missing our most consistent score, which is funny to say that he's been our most consistent score to start off the season. This is quite a world that we're in. And then you have Julius Randle, our all-NBA, all-star power forward, who has just been in a funk and can't seem to figure out how to get himself out of a funk early this season. And when you don't have Brunson or Randle being efficient with their shots, it really throws things off. But even when you have Brunson, like how he dropped 45 points against the Bucks, you still need somebody else to show up. And look, CP and I dissected that game where it's like quickly should have gotten more minutes. You know, he was another guy who was just starting to score in that second half. And it's like, for me at least, why don't you give him a shot? Because we needed some offense. And that was the other guy outside of Brunson, considering that Grimes went cold and didn't get enough touches in the second half. But... Why Why wouldn't we just go with somebody? Why would we just stick with defense when, yes, we've been so strong to start off the season defensively. We're top five by defensive rating. But when you look at the offensive rating, we're in the basement. And we can't have that as a team that 
is now turning the ball over, not not protecting the rock as we were last season. Mm. Uh, we're still getting the rebounds thanks to Mitchell Robinson, who's just been dominant on the boards. But that doesn't matter if we can't just hit shots or we can't get putbacks because you got three guys just crowding him in the paint. And it's like, well, no one else can shoot. So if they're going to expect Mitch to go put back put it back up. We're not going to allow that. So it's been quite a struggle this week and hopefully they can, you know, bounce back this week, but it's not going to be an easy week either for this upcoming slate, but it's been a big smack, man. I, I haven't been thrilled with, uh, I haven't been thrilled with this week. I guess the only yeah. good, th- one of the very few good things that you could take away from this past week is this Mitchell Robinson is looking strong on the glass. Okay. So I can give, I, I'm going to give kudos to that. I think defensively he's been strong outside of KP um, and Brooke Lopez dropping some, you, you know, knocking down some threes. Mm-hmm. When you watched him, when you watched him defend Giannis or Brooke in the paint, yeah. Mitch held his own man. Yeah. And so that that's encouraging to me um, quickly, even though he had a poor game against New Orleans, I thought he started to show up this week. We definitely saw him against Cleveland, uh, show up both games in the second half. And then even in Milwaukee, he started to get cooking, just didn't get enough time. Right. Um, Brunson, I like that. I got to see Brunson drop 45 points against Milwaukee because he's just been struggling this week. Um, and I hope because a game like that, when you are able to take advantage of one of the worst defenses in the league, uh, which that being Milwaukee, I like that he was able to get to his spots and hopefully that helps him get into rhythm moving forward so for me i could take those things away from what we've watched this from like early on the season especially this past week and say hey you know what at least these guys are here what the knicks just need to do is start hitting shots and get into a rhythm because with the defense that they're playing right now like we're holding teams in check it's not like it's not like teams are just blowing the doors open and just just taking like and just running running the numbers up against the knicks that's not the case here it's that we're losing games by small margins because we legitimately cannot hit shots. And I guess that's another thing I could take away from this past week because that, that trend just continues. So Knicks just need to start hitting shots, man. That's just, that's just my thing overall. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a, a given. Um, I want to circle back to what you were saying about uh, Jalen Brunson and his, his, his start. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's been, it was, it was, it was shaky at first up until obviously that Milwaukee game. But with him, I feel like a lot of us, we weren't. There, there's no worry in um, his his start and how his game was because even though Jalen Brunson was not hitting his shots, um, they were still high percentage Jalen Brunson type shots. So you know, it's not mm-hmm. like he's trying to do anything out of the ordinary, and he wasn't trying to do something he's not or not shoot at all because the shot wasn't going down. So uh, I think that Milwaukee game, and even if he does have another slow game tomorrow, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm not worried about Jalen Brunson as the season goes on, unlike the uh, our actual uh, former All-Star, where it just feels like we're getting different Julius Randle this game and that game. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and just go ahead and bash on him because we've been doing that for the entire week, and hopefully we don't have to do that for another week. But it's like, which which Randall are we going to get? Because we were singing his praises uh, that second game of the season because we saw him turn to Lamar Odom where it's like, you know, he was – when the shot wasn't hitting in the first half, um, again, oh, my goodness, it was our second game of the season. Uh, we played uh, we played Boston, and then we played – my brain, Atlanta. my brain. And thank you, Atlanta. In the Atlanta game where, you know, the shot wasn't hitting, but then we saw him facilitating. We saw him rebound. We saw him pushing the pace. We saw a version of Julius Randall where it's like, all right, you know, the shot's not going down. Maybe, but we're seeing him mature and try and get everyone else going. Then that went out the window. We never saw that again. So it's one of those things where it's like 
we're, we're seeing the slow starts from these guys, but on one end with Jalen Brunson, I'm not worried. And on the other end, I still don't know what to expect from Julius Randle. So hopefully the internet has, you know, you know how Nick's Twitter and uh, Nick's fans can be. Hopefully the internet has bullied him into understanding that, you know, it's time to start playing basketball for reals. Uh, and uh, we'll see a, a completely different guy uh, come uh, Los Angeles because I understand it's going to be Harden's first game and there's probably going to be a lot of chemistry issues and this, that, and the third. But uh, it very easily, especially with how Paul George started, with how Kawhi's looked defensively, it could easily be another nightmare game for us. And I'm hoping that Julius Randle is able to turn it around because we need him to, especially since RJ's questionable, even though we were hearing good news earlier that he was supposed to be playing. Now he's questionable again. So we, we need him to turn it around. Look, man, it's, uh, Tibbs is just a game. He, he likes to do his gamesmanship, man. I, I hate expect, it. I know. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> RJ does play tomorrow because we do need RJ back. But, yeah. uh, you know, I I don't want to talk about the Clippers right now, man. It's too early. That's that's for the end. That's for the look ahead. I don't want to discuss that right now. I don't want to think about that. I just All did right. the Game of the Week preview. So, if you, if you didn't, if you haven't catched the Game of the Week preview, we had Wall Murray of The Athletic on. So, make sure to go check out that show. That dropped earlier today at 6.30. So if you want to get yourself ready for tomorrow's game for the Knicks versus the Clippers, that's our game of the week. Make sure to go check it out. But CK, I got to talk to you about this stat. That uh, that shout out to Jonathan Macri of Knicks Film School and to the guys over Ray at Knicks Mac. Film School. Uh, Macri tweeted this today. He said, your fun fact of the day, courtesy of cleaning the glass. Not only are the Knicks last in field goal percentage at the rim, but mm. the gap between them and the 29th ranked Pistons is larger than the gap between the Detroit and 15th ranked Indy. Four mm. Knicks are in the bottom 10% for their position in rim field goal percentage. Oh boy. Uh, what are your thoughts about seeing that set, CK? It checks out. I, I, I don't know what else you want me to say with that. Yeah. I, it, it, the stat makes sense. Our team looks like that stat. And, yeah, it should be a little worrisome. Honestly, it's earlier on the game. Like we said, as you were mentioning, we have not been hitting shots. He guys have not been hitting shots consistently from, you know, IQ. We had the one one version of him in, in uh, New Orleans. We had another version in Milwaukee. Same for Brunson. So shots are just not going down. But to hear that margin, the difference in margin, that part right there is the, probably the craziest part of that entire stat. I expect it to, to change as the year goes on, but we honestly got to figure out what kind of team we are offensively. I feel like we've seen three different versions of the New York Knicks offensively. And, you know, depending on the lineup, we're a fast-paced, a fast uh, ball-pushing team. Depending on the other lineup, we are uh, isolating, uh, ball-stopping, um, half-court attempting team. And then on the other side, we're a well-oiled machine. So it's until we figure out what we're what our identity is offensively, uh, we're going to be chilling uh, down there in that margin. Hopefully we can slowly climb, climb up and get a little bit closer. But until we figure out what our offense is going to be and what our identity is, uh, yeah, I, I'm not surprised by that stat at all. So here are the four Knicks that are in the bottom four percentage, uh, bo bottom 10% of their position in, in rim field goal percentage. It is Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, who is in the who is uh, in the eighth percentile uh, amongst wings? We also have Emmanuel Quickly, who is in the sixth percentile amongst combo guards. We also have Mitchell Robinson, which is shocking because this is newfound territory for Mitchell Robinson. But that also goes back to what I was saying: like 
dude is just getting swarmed at the rim because it's like, oh, no one's going to be making shots. We're not going to allow Mitch to get an easy uh, putback. And also, we just haven't been finding Mitch for a while. So that's also been tough. And we can go leading into the man that is... Uh, Mitch is, by the way, zero percentile. And here's another man that is in the zero percentile. Uh, mm-hmm. One Julius Randle. What? Uh, yeah, seven. What? he's finishing 17% around the rim right now amongst... Mm-hmm forwards and that's not shocking man and so let's 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 transition into this julius randall conversation um because he has been i don't want to cut you off do you have the numbers in front of you or is that did you just have those stats for for our players and that's it because if that's the case that's fine i just want to know if there was any other all-star level players that are hanging out at that same percentile with Julius Randle. That that was just my only question. If you don't know, it's completely fine. But I hope somebody in the chat can figure that out and send it to us in the future because that is crazy to me. But we move. Go ahead. Continue. Um, I'm so sorry. I could find those stats right now. I also do not want to upset myself or anybody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't know why you want okay. me to do that. But yeah. I now, they ask, now, now they ask CK. Now I got to go f- find this out for myself because these are all these are questions that we need answers to. So let's, yeah. uh, let's see if I can find that. But anyway, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Julius Randle has been struggling to start the season. It is obvious as day. Um, and to answer your question, I guess <laughs> the only, the, I guess, well, Carl Anthony Towns right now, if we're talking about percentage around the rim, he is in the second percentile. Um, so okay. that's somebody, you got Lamelo Ball, who's zero. Uh, you got Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, or who are lower than that. So, you know, still early. Uh, yeah, it's early. Yeah, you got, you got. You, if you're asking for who's finishing around the rim, who is in like the bottom ten, those are the most notable guys next to Cole Anthony, Rudy Gobert. Rudy yeah, Gobert's no, they don't. No, no, no. Nope. So, yeah, thank you. That's all I need to know. Appreciate yeah. you. There you go. So there's your answer. But anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Julius has been struggling. We see it. It's clear as day. If you just tune into any Knicks game, uh, you could see it. And point blank, he cannot be this way because without him, based on how this team is constructed and based on how the offense is ran, we need him because he is our second best isolation basketball player. This team is very ISO heavy driven. When you have Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle as your two guys and for a Tom Thibodeau offense that really is looking for your two best players who can just create because that puts a lot of pressure on the defense, right? That's the theory. Like you have two guys that's very hard to, that's very difficult to contain because they can create their own shot anywhere on the court. It's supposed to open up shots for everybody else. Well, the only issue is that there's women to ball movement and it slows a lot of things down. It allows the defense to stay still. Um, and as we saw against the bucks, the Cavs, any other team that we've played so far, if Julius Randle's not hitting his shots, everybody else can just kind of stay home on the court because we're not this off-ball movement team like the Warriors, the Kings, whatever other team you want to throw in there. That's just not how this team is ran. And so if Randle's not hitting his shots, it craters what the Knicks are capable of doing. And it impacts not only Brunson, but as we said, it impacts uh, Mitchell Robinson. It impacts guys like Grimes impacts a lot of other players on the team because now you're asking guys who aren't necessarily creators to figure out how to get their own shot. And if a team can just say, you know what, we can just 
sag off the three-point line because Julius is not going to hit a three-pointer, and we know he wants to drive. And then he, as he already talked about when he when Ian Begley reported it, saying that the paint is packed, you know, it's just crowded. Well, part of it's crowded because he's not shooting well. Right. So with Randall's struggle, the Knicks haven't been able to get into any offensive rhythm. Granted, like I said, Brunson's struggling. You got other players who've been on and off. No one's really clicking on all gears. And part of me is just like, if we talked about any other team, right, and, and we saw players struggling, we'd be like, eh, it's still early in the season. You got to give it time. But because we cover the Knicks, you know, and we, we, we love this team and we're so invested in this team and we just right. know the trauma that comes with covering this team and watching right. this team regularly and, and not making the playoffs. And we've also seen what Julius Randle that he hasn't had while he's been here consistent back-to-back years of solid production. Seeing him struggle this early just gives you like, it's like those signs are like, are we really getting an off-seat, an off-year Randall right now? And that those are the big concerns because if, I think if it was like any other player, it's like, uh, you know, it's still early in the season, nothing to worry about. But because Julius hasn't put together consistent back-to-back years it's kind of it sets your antennas up right you're, you're just you're just on alert like what's gonna happen right yeah uh look man uh and and, and you know the the conspiracy about uh what's it called the odd number of years with julius randall so that's another thing too that people are trying to play around with and talk about but yeah, uh, the, I, I think the the biggest point that you you brought up is just that spotlight that us uh, Knicks fans are going to put on them. And uh, unfortunately, it, not only is the spotlight going to be brighter because we are Knicks fans and because of the popularity of the team, but, you know, we're, we're running out of time with a lot of what we got as far as, you know, we're talking about extensions with coaches. We're talking about extensions, you know, with him and, you know, with Jalen Brunson's contract, ages and all that kind of stuff. So for Julius Randle to, you know, this early on, all the hype that was going into the season, have the start that he's that he has right now, um, I feel like that is what is just, you know, uh, uh, just putting so much uh, uh, pressure onto Julius Randle. And rightfully so. If you're going to be an all-star, two-time all-star, all-NBA player, this and the third, I think it's deservedly so. I don't think that there's no... Uh, you know, we 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 need to sugarcoat anything with him. You're an All NBA player, All Star player, level player in six games to have these historically low numbers. It's bad, and it's going to be talked about. The fact that now we got ESPN calling you out and throwing up clips that we can we talk about on this show or on 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 Twitter and spaces and stuff like that. Now it's on a national uh uh, uh website for casuals to see. Uh, it, it's bad, and I, I feel like it's uh definitely uh right for us to 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 try and push to get a better product out of Julius Randle and you know if it means that some people want him gone and whatever it is what it is do something about it that's my my thing you're Julius Randle you've been an all-star you've been all NBA I'm gonna keep saying it because I people think that we don't actually pay attention to the fact that he's done good things for us and they think that we just hate on him because we want to hate on him no we get that he does those things but at the same time you're doing those things you're we're talking about the percentile that you're in and your ineffectiveness. We gonna say what we gonna say. So, I, I, like I said, with Julius Randle, it just it's uh yes, it's one thing for us to put him in that microscope, but it's also we, you, you you can't have uh, a start like this, especially when um as you mentioned, we're we're such an ISO heavy team, and you're the number two, number one ISO guy. 
you gotta be you gotta you gotta turn around a lot quicker than he's turning around right now. And we're about to hit some key games as you mentioned early, and I, we can't have any more slump games from Julius Randle. We just can't. Just can't, man. It's just plain and simple. We cannot because if, and I think the bigger thing that is like what's more alarming is that, and we've talked about it on other shows is that we've gone into the season knowing that consistency was a big thing. Consistency, consistency, consistency. And like when you think of consistency, it's like okay, so that means you should be hit the gr- you should hit the ground running. That means we should be ahead of the curve because we are a consistent team. And yep. then when you start seeing that we're not necessarily behind the eight ball, because I think like. The Memphis Grizzlies are behind the eight ball. When you haven't yeah. won a game, that's behind the eight ball because now you're asking for that team, especially without John Moran. Uh, now you really have to come back and get yourself into position if you're thinking about a playoff playoff push. The East, yeah. the thing about the East is that it's weaker than the West. The West is just so it, it's so loaded with talent that it's much more competitive. So that's why for a team like the Grizzlies, every loss gets magnified, right? For the Knicks, the East is it's still kind of a toss-up with what could happen and like they they could they could they're still in my eyes they're still a playoff team because one is still too early in the season. Things yeah, could yeah, yeah. things can change mm-hmm. very quickly. Um so I'm not like I'm not I'm not one that's like throwing the panic bucket button, but hitting the panic button, but it is frustrating watching a guy that has had who had a fantastic season last year, who's had a fantastic season his second year on this team is just struggling. And I get it. everyone's going to be like, well, you know, he's coming back from ankle surgery. He's coming back from doing this. Well, it's like, I get all of that. <laughs> totally get all of that. I, I, I get that. Like, no, like if you want to talk about like Richard Jefferson's like, look, it takes some time to get your legs back under you to knock down your shots. And Randall, he's a tough shot maker. Most of the shots that he takes are very difficult. It's not like, Oh, I'm cutting to the basket. Here's an easy layup. It's not like, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to drive consistently to the rack and draw fouls, which he should be doing because the tough shots that he's doing is a lot of fadeaway jumpers and stuff like that, sidestepping. And and it's great. When you're knocking him down, it's awesome. But when you're trying to take difficult shots and you're not hitting them and they are out of rhythm and they're out of sync, right, then it's much more noticeable. So that's just the thing. And what I would like to see him do is get to the rim more because as we saw against the Bucks and even against the Cavs, when he gets downhill, he can draw the contact, get to the free throw line. And that's what he needs to do, in my opinion, to get back into rhythm. Just start seeing the ball fall through the net, right? And he's not doing that one. And he's also struggling doing that, but it's also like difficult shots he's taking around the rim. But thanks to the guys over at the Strickland, here's the stats for Julius Randle. Uh, Randall's field goal percentage from uh, zero to three feet by the years. First year, 63% from 2019 to 2020. 2020 to 2021, 66%. 21 to 22, 63%. Last year, 68%. Right now, a measly 7%. Now, I see this number and I'm like, that's horrendous, right? I think anybody would agree with that. Like 7% around the rim is just God awful. And for me, it's like, I want to see him attack the rim more because, and I'm pulling up the numbers right now. He's not attacking the rim as much as he should to get back in rhythm. And I think he's just settling for shots. And it's like, even the other game he took 
20 shots, nine of them were threes, and he only made one. I'm like, why are you taking nine threes? Why? Like, in zero I get free throw attempts. Don't forget that part, Alex. Zero yeah, free throw attempts. No Cleveland. free throw attempts. And, yep. and it's like, why Why are you taking nine threes? Like, you have to get into some sort of rhythm. And like, why are you settling for jumpers? That just shouldn't be your game. Like, you're a guy who is, like, like you're a freight train. Like, you get downhill, no one's really stopping you. There's very few players that can stop you. And for me, I feel like that's just one thing he should be doing in order to get back into rhythm. Yep. I mean, that. that's one-on-one, 100%. Shots not falling. You gotta find other ways to get the ball in the uh in the uh, in the hoop, and especially when you're a player like Julius Randle, typically that's you know driving to the basket. So I, I'm I'm a thousand percent with you, especially when we've seen some crazy switching going on with him. So the matchups have always always been favorable for him, and he never really attacks them. It's been confusing. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, that that seven percent. The positive I'll say is the positive with those numbers is those other percentages. Or after a full season, seven yeah. percent is only after six games. So I'll give him that. You'll give See, him I that. Can say good things to Julie about Julius. All right, I don't want to hear it. All right, there, there you go. That's a positive. <laughs> I'm just trying to find how many attempts he's taking at the rim because typically he's a guy who's attempting like ten drives to the basket. Um, to well, he get... can't be at that right now, can he? No, there's no way. There's no I'm... way. I'm just trying. I'm trying to look for it too, and can't. I don't know why I can't find it right now. So, NBA.com, fix your website. I don't know why you had to change it. All right. As I'm trying to look for this, Randall has been struggling at the rim. But the one thing I do I do want to say is that uh, his shooting percentage is also just down. Right. He's shooting 27 percent at the uh, not at the rim. Sorry, just from the field. General, shooting 27 percent. 27 percent. Uh, it's incredibly low, and for a guy last season who started off last year through the six through six games shooting forty three percent, that's why it's like even more it's more baffling. Like even the six games they started last season, they were like not the greatest, but this has just been downright awful. So, CK, I got a question for you, and I got a question for everyone in the chat. I got everyone tuning in right now. Um. Shout out to the New York Post writer, Mike Vaccaro. And he suggested that New Yorkers (laughs) maybe should start cheering for struggling stars instead of booing. So, and I quote, he wrote, might it be time for the Knicks fans to start chanting Julius Randle Monday night against the Knicks when the Knicks host the Clippers. (laughs) So, uh... I'm going to ask you, CK, is this, is this the recipe to get Randall back on track? <laughs> I thought this was a fake tweet when I saw this. I didn't think this was real. Um, I felt like this uh, was like a release script to uh, uh, a, a new YMCA commercial. Um, <laughs> I I didn't I didn't I didn't believe this when I read this, bro. I, I here's the thing. I watched Julius Randle get booed, get called every name in a Knicks jersey, and in the following game, I cannot off the top of my head remember exactly how many points, but he went on a crazy run, scored a lot of points, leading in a win after thumb giving us a thumbs down. 
Julius Randle, if anything, <laughs> attitude, everything aside, Julius Randle, whether we cheer him on, whether we boo him, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Julius Randle will be able to turn it around regardless if we are throwing flowers and and, 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 and just putting all the positive energy out there on Twitter and on Instagram saying, no, don't worry, our king's going to turn it around. Nah, I don't think it's going to make a difference. If anything, I think that's going to con condone his behavior and he's going to keep doing this knowing that we don't care. RJ mm. Barrett last season went through so much hell and still averaged 20 points behind Jalen Brunson and, and Julius Randle. And then on top of that was our second best player in the playoff and still got killed by everybody in the fan base and still went out there and produced. Then goes to play over Canada, was one of the better players for Canada and gets a bronze medal. Now he's having a great start to the season and he got killed last year. So we, we just supposed to, you know, now all of a sudden just change up the rules on, on Julius Randle and hope that that is what he needs is for us to be friendly and nice to him. Get that out of my face, uh, Alex. Get mm. it out of my face. My mm. answer is no. I'm not going to start. Because, look, I think Julius Randle is going to be fine. But at the same time, if you are a former All-Star, former All-NBA player, and you're playing like doo-doo averaging 7% around the rim, you're not going to get no happy ha-ha, oh, you got it, buddy, from me. Not from me. No. Turn it around. He you know, LeBron James is almost 40 years old. Check his stat line. <laughs> All right. I'm talk not going to go that far. Because that one's LeBron James. The other one's Julius Randle. Let's, let's uh, my, my, my point is, my point is, I don't, I don't want excuses. What LeBron has all the excuses in the world to, to, to finally decline, and he chooses not to decline. What's Julius Randle's? He had a bum ankle? Figure it out and play the damn game of basketball, man. Make mm. it easier for yourself. Pass Take the it. ball. Tibbs even called him out. Like, dude, like, come on, man. Come mm -hmm. on. Man. And Tibbs did call him out. By the way, I'm a little shocked at this. And I'm always happy to I'm always happy to call myself wrong. Julius Randle's actually <laughs> averaging 11.7 drives right now. He is he is right on target to how many drives that's he's averaging. Even he's worse, though, Alex. Huh? Oh, that's worse. You said he's 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 Taking the same amount of shots around the rim and he's averaging seven percent is what you said. So he's driving around the same amount to get to the rim. And that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd much and rather he, him and drive less. Three percent off of drives. Oh no, I don't like that. Yeah. So I don't like that. He is still doing what he's asked to do, which is get downhill. Um he sucks at it this year, I guess. <laughs> um but look, I I I will say this. I'm not one to boo. But I'm also not one to cheer when someone's doing poorly either. Thank so you. I am like, I'm not going to just start saying, okay, man, we got this. Yeah. Woo. Like <laughs> I, I haven't, <laughs> I might do that for my newborn son when he's like, right, you right. Know, like playing rec league basketball. I'm like, you got this, bud. You got a champ. But I'm not going to do this for a grown man that is making millions of dollars who is getting paid to do this. Um, I just, I can't, I can't in good conscience go out there and be like, it's okay, buddy. You're going to knock down those. Oh, you just missed another one. Oh, it's okay, man. You got the next one. Like it's not, it's just, it's not necessarily it's because we're New Yorkers and that's just how we're, we're ingrained, but it's also like, like, I just, it's like, I don't know if you, if you're getting a bad product, like you, you have the right, like you're paying, right? If you're paying oh, man, for, right. if you're paying to go, if you're paying to go 
and you're expecting a performance, right? And the performance isn't up to par. You're, you have the, you have your right to go say how you feel about it. I think there's, there's definitely crossing the line, but to just sure. boo, booing, whatever. I don't really care about booing, but like when you start taking it to like a whole other level, we talk about families and, and all these other things, no threats reason. and whatnot, you cross yeah. the line, get out of here. That's nasty work. Yeah. Um, but you want to talk about booing because you don't like how a player is performing right now. I totally get that. So, um, I, I, I totally get that, but I'm not like with the article. I'm like, should we just start cheering? I don't necessarily believe that that's going to start changing anything. Okay. Like what's going to change is that he has to go out there and perform. And like, is there a pressure that when you don't perform that you start to feel the weight of the world on your shoulders? Absolutely. Does sure, it feel yeah. 10 times heavier? Cause it's New York and the Knicks jersey is one of the heaviest jerseys to wear. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And he probably feels more pressure because he his career in New York hasn't been consistent. It has been up and down. So there's even more added pressure to that because then what does it say about him as a player in a top in in, in a top position, right? You're 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 one of the, you're you're second best you're the second top you're the second option on this team. And if you've been here when you've been the number one option for the past couple of seasons, you're number two now next to Brunson. And you just show that you can't be consistent and you have somebody like Brunson who's supposed to make your life easier. Then there starts to be a question about who you are as a player and, and where, where do you fit amongst the NBA? Right. I always say like, like Randall's a talented guy. Like the thing is like he, he has the talent. He has the capability of being a good player. It's, you know, it's just, can he put like, can he consistently put it all together, which is decision-making. It and it's like, and it's like, can does he have that awareness and understanding like not to press right because there are times where he starts to press and then it's then things start to like go downhill so that's my thing with julius randall but you also noted that tibbs uh calling him out or or i I won't necessarily say calling him out because if we look at the article and daniel you can uh you can bring it up so that we can uh take a look at it Let's take a look at this right here. It was inadvertent, but it's inadvertent. Was, yeah, everything he was addressing pertains to he, the essentially. And if my my computer actually loaded, it'd be really nice. But you know, <laughs> such as the internet nowadays, I have like a million tabs open to do this thing. So it's like uh, it never loads, happens. man. That happens. Yep. Yeah. So it's like whenever you need to just be like, and here we go. Nope, not today. Uh, that's not how it works. No, never, never, never. It's like <laughs> it's like trying to put your child down to take a nap, and you're like, "Oh, I can go do this at this time." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. No. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. That's not happening. Um, but essentially, the quote is here by Thibodeau. Um, where is it? it you, oh, here it is. So it starts off, you can't predeter. It starts off saying, uh, it wasn't all scolding from Tom Thibodeau, rather an animated pep talk through the post-game presser. And though the coach refrained from naming Julius Randle, the questions were about the all-star and the answers certainly applied. You can't pre Tom Thibodeau says you can't predetermine. You can't say, well, I haven't had a shot. So now I'm going to take a shot. The game tells you what to do. Thibodeau said, if you're open, you shoot. If there's guys around, you hit the open man. It's really simple. It's not hard. Uh, and you know, then, uh, Stefan Bondi goes in to talk about the fourth quarter and how, uh, Thibodeau's essentially talking about that play and the breaking breaking it down. Yeah. And then uh, as we go down, we also have the quote saying, when you look at their defense, what they are doing, they were collapsing, right? Thibodeau said they got two seven-footers, so when they collapse, you have to trust the pass, trust the pass. So he's, talk, he's breaking down the, the time where in the fourth quarter, Randall's driving, he sees Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo on the paint, and instead of just a take, taking the shot at the rim, Randall's supposed to be passing it out because that's the logical thing to do. And what's going on here is that Tibbs, essentially what Bonnie's saying, this is the first time Tibbs has actually called out Randall, where we know it's like Randall just needs to take time to get into rhythm. He said that he started that this season. He rarely calls out, actually, I don't even think he's ever called out Randall in any postgame presser since his time being here oh. about decision-making or his play at all. But ever. What Bonnie's getting at here is that the fact that Tibbs has finally grouped Randall into this like conversation, it's like, has Thibodeau finally ran out of excuses? Is Thibodeau now slowly trying to hold Randall accountable through the media for his decision making? And I don't know, you know, uh, we've seen Tibbs be more direct in naming players. Um, not every player is the same and has the same mental to take criticism when uh, when coaches do presser. But right. what do you think, CK? Do you think this is 
do you think this is Tibbs calling out Randall? What do you make of these comments based on uh, Tibbs' presser? Uh, I think Tibbs uh, did a good job finding a way to <laughs> talk about uh, one of the the big uh, problems in um, our game uh, against Milwaukee with also having the underlying uh, shot being pointed at Julius Randle. Uh, I don't think that it wasn't a, a direct call out, as you were mentioning, but I think Tibbs knew what he was doing when he said what he said, because um, though it wasn't, uh, there, there, there were, for the most part, um, there was a lot of uh, opportunities. I know you mentioned the one um, with, with, uh, with Giannis, but there were also many other opportunities in games prior as well, where instead of making that extra pass, you would see Julius uh, settle for shots that made no sense. Um, so I feel like it was, as I as was saying, it was an inadvertent shot, but it definitely was a, a shot nonetheless that I feel like Tibbs um, reluctantly put out there on, um, on Julius Randle. And here's the thing, too. I, I know you read the quote, but there was also a video out about it. Tibbs was real like it, it, it was it was really like um how do how do I say this? He he was really like stern with how he said it. It wasn't like he was just trying to say to try to get attention or try to get um a reaction or whatever. Tibbs was like it, it felt like he was talking about like how he talks with when when RJ does something wrong or IQ does something wrong when he, he says something like really straight up. Like he he was really to the point with that take. And um everybody can only help but think it had to do with Julius Randle because he's probably the main culprit um, that that did that. And you just laid out a full play that <laughs> mirrors what Tom Thibodeau was talking about. So, um, yeah, I again, I, I think Tibbs just did a good job at finding a way to talk to his all-star through the media without having to say a name or without having to directly point it at him because it's just a point in our game that we need to fix in general. So I think Tibbs was very uh he 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 was on his chess game with that uh call out in the in the presser for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know what like I agree with you where it's like it's it's a nice tailored way. I think it's been I, I think it's an I think it's definitely a nice tailored way of trying to communicate to your, your one of your all-stars yeah. on the roster and making sure that, hey, you got to... We understand you're in a slump. We understand that your shot's not falling right now. But as I was talking about, like, him getting downhill and trying to get to the free throw line is probably a better way of him contributing to this team than just taking tough jumpers. For sure. Yeah. To just to also talk about, like, hey, man, like, hit the open, man. Like, you were not, you were not passing well. And this is a guy who started off the season passing well. We know the rebounding is going to be there, but keep your teammates involved. Like you're not the guy tonight to lean on. So go lean on your teammates. They can, you know, everyone's capable. Essentially what Tom Thibodeau is saying, everyone's capable and they're not going to be capable if you don't keep them involved. Right. Like you got to share the rock and that's just going to be the biggest thing for Julius Randall, man. It's like, and this just comes back down to decision-making and just the wherewithal Mm. of the game, man. And that's just kind of been, that that's been the issue with Julius Randle, man. Is can he put it all together, and can he fi- and can he finally say, game in, game out? It's not me. I know who who I need to get involved tonight. Can I make, make the right decisions? It's like what we discussed with R.J. Barrett, right? It's like yeah. the last couple of seasons, like, dude, why are you 
Why are you being a battering ram going into like three defenders trying to finish amongst three defenders where you have guys on the perimeter wide open? And then you see RJ to start the season kicking the ball out and like mm-hmm. not doing it as much. And you're like, that's it. That's all we're asking for. All like, we've been wanting, right. It's all we that's all we're asking for. And the same thing has to apply. The same thing does apply to Joyce. It doesn't have to. It does apply to Joyce. So that's what we're just looking for. Uh, and that's what Tibbs is really just looking for out of out of Julius to really just help him get into rhythm. But salute yeah. to the chat. Salute to everyone tuning in to Nick's Weekly, where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm your host, Alex Terrace. With me on the other side is none other than CK2K. We're here to answer your questions and discuss what we've seen from the New York Knicks to start this season. And we're also give you the look ahead. We're breaking down Julius Randle's first six games and what we've seen from him. But guys, before we continue this talk, there's a, there's there's something else we got to talk about here. We got to talk about our sponsor for tonight, which is BetUS. They are the official sports book for Knicks Fan TV for the 2023 NBA season. It's one of the premier sports books out there. You can bet on all sports. Baseball's over, but don't worry. We still got the NFL and we still got basketball in season and you got hockey that's going on as well. So, if you want if you're someone that likes to bet on sports, Go to BetUS, and you can place on any, on any one of those sports. On top of that, they got all types of betting. So you don't have to be, you don't have to be stuck to just one thing. You can do prop bets. You can do money lines. Oh, uh, you can also do, uh, what is it? Why am I losing out on it? Spreads. You can bet on anything that you want. They also got some of the best, they also got some of the best and most reliable customer service. So you never have to worry about getting your money and getting your earnings to your bank account. Now, the good thing about it is that you can still place bets on the futures for the in-season tournament, and if the Knicks can still win the East, so make sure you can. So if you want to go there and place a bet down for that, you can do that as well. You can also place a bet on uh, the Knicks tomorrow if you think they're going to beat the Clippers, if you think they're going to be within the point spread. Bet US is the way to go. So make sure to use the link in the video description to go sign up, and you get a bonus match of 125% on your deposit. So make sure to hit the link in the video description to go to BetUS, the official sports book for KFTV for the 2023 NBA season. All right. Yes, sir. Moving along, man. Moving along. All right. So as you mentioned, R.J. Barrett uh, is now going back to being questionable, even though he practiced today. I think he'll play tomorrow. I think so, too. Um, Drama. We need it tomorrow. What have your what's been your thoughts, even though RJ's been out, what do you what has been your takeaways from RJ Barrett so far to start the season? Um, I feel like he is definitely uh continuing off of the play that he uh showed us with Canada. I feel like he's done a good job at um, as you mentioned, um, not only just attacking the 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 basket with more efficiency with his finishing, but also uh knowing when was when is the right time to attack and kick. Um, which is probably something that he should have been doing for uh, years at this point. Uh, RJ Barrett looks like he he's coming out here to to prove a point, especially with a lot, as I joked about earlier, with a lot of what um, Fit Knicks fans were saying about him last year before his uh, great uh, tear in the playoffs. It, it seems that he's putting it all together um, now and looking like our most efficient uh, piece when Julius and Jalen had the slow start before he got hurt. Um, yeah, I, I think he's doing everything that he he needs to be doing in that role. And I think the other thing, too, that we're not talking about enough is his, uh, his defensive numbers. We were seeing those tweets come out right before the injury that 
Uh, he's up there right now uh, with uh, as far as uh, the offensive uh, percentages. I don't have that in front of me. I'm sure we can get that. But he was he was doing really good at um, at uh, protecting uh, the perimeter um, for his position, especially with some of the um, uh, matchups that we ha- he had in front of him uh, before the injury. So basically, it's one of those things where we we're so accustomed to seeing him start the season slow, and he's doing the complete opposite. And um, I'm just hoping that it's this is who he is as the season goes on. I hope it's not one of those things where he has this start and then fizzles down as the year goes on or he starts to lose shots because now Julius starts to hit his shot or Jalen. I hope this is one of those things that ends up being who RJ Barrett is because if we want to have that run that we were talking about and and go past the second round uh, in the playoffs, we need this version of RJ Barrett uh, throughout the regular season and his playoff play. And uh, yeah, he he's just looking like a more complete player, and you know it's it's really refreshing uh, being an RJ Barrett stand. It's really refreshing for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, don't hide your standum. Don't hide your standum, CK. Never, bro. Never. By the way, we talked about uh, good games on Friday. Quinn Grimes. Just had to throw that out there. Go ahead, continue, RJ Barrett. <laughs> I'm just saying we talking about standum. You know what I mean? I'm here. Quentin Grimes okay. present. You know what it is. All right, let's go. I, I got yeah. I got your meme for the Quentin Grimes uh, comments. Don't worry. I got I got I got I got I got, I got stashed somewhere. Um, here, look, I like I like the way that RJ started off the season, man. Absolutely, uh, it's been very encouraging to see him be more consistent in the things that he's good at. Right, getting downhill. Uh, you want to see him passing out, uh, dishing out to the perimeter. I think his defense has definitely been better than than last season as well. So I like to see that. It's just the consistency. I want to see him come mm. back. The consistency. Um, the left knee injury is interesting. Definitely something we got to monitor moving forward, man. Um, because you just don't want it to get to any point where he's going to be missing more time due to a knee injury. Because right. he's been very helpful in the first couple of games. And we need him, especially with Julius playing so poorly right now. We just need somebody else to... We need somebody else to supplement that scoring. And if it's not going to be Randall right now, that means you're going to need the combination of RJ quickly. And if Grimes can give you a good shooting night, or maybe it's Dante, that's what we need right now. Because it, it, as of right now, I can't just be solely on Brunson, as we saw in the Bucks game, because that was enough. He dropped 45 points, kept us in the game. And we got some solid shooting from IQ and Grimes that night, but that wasn't enough. So that means we need somebody else who can be an efficient scorer. So I like what I see from RJ, man. I just we I think we need it back. Uh, it'll be interesting against the matchup tomorrow. I wonder who's going to defend him. Whether this could be Kawhi, PG. It'll it'll be interesting to see uh, who defends RJ tomorrow. Nah, Kawhi so, is keeping Kawhi is going to keep Julius Randle in uh in purgatory. Quiet, quiet, staying on Julius Randle. I think it's you know. Be, uh, yeah. I'll say this: Go listen to the game of the week preview where I talked with Wall, who who's the beat reporter yeah. for the Athletic for the Clippers. He gave me some defensive lineups against different person. I'm not going to say it here because I think you should go out and go check go the check game it of the week preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I was just shocked. I was like, oh, well, you know, Kawhi's going to be on Randle. He's like, maybe. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, maybe. I was like, who's he going to be guarding? I'm like, he's like, and he gave me this whole interesting scenario. I was like, wow, that is just yeah. outside of Mitchell Robinson. Okay. The other four, the other four for the Clippers, who they could be defending, is just completely. Awesome. Honestly, I was like, what, what is happening here? Okay, what is okay, okay. happening? 
Um, but let's look at the week ahead, man. Let's look <clears> at the week ahead. And TM, actually, TM, if you could do me a favor, bro, uh, put a poll in the chat. Should would should fans start cheering for Randall to help him play better? Yes or no? I need that. I need answers, man. I need it. If there is more than a percentage, I'm gonna have nah, to. see, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reveal what just happened in game of the week preview. Take, come on, TM. You know I'm better than that. Um. So put that poll though, TM. I, I need to see answers. It'll be quite. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. <laughs> We're just getting plethora. Th that, right, right. Can I vote more than once? Go Good make a freaking God. This is crazy. Oh man, Chad's always on one. I love it. I truly love it. But let's look at the week ahead, man. Knicks are, are these are the matches for the Knicks. They got the Clippers on Monday. So we're going to see the new look Clippers. James Harden will make his debut will. at Madison Square Garden. Shocker that he decided to choose MSG to be the game that he wants to go make the debut. Can we just have like a can we just have a day where it's just not the Knicks, man? That's just not the Knicks. All yeah. Right. Hopefully, hey, but hopefully that works in our favor. Hopefully that works in our favor. No chemistry. Got to figure it all. Hopefully that works in our favor. Hopefully it does. Next game will be on Wednesday where the Knicks will face the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Then the Knicks will have some days off where they then will play the Charlotte Hornets on Sunday. And then the second, that will be the first night of a back-to-back. -back. And then the second night of the back-to-back, -back, the New York Knicks are going up to Boston to face the Celtics, which... I don't know why the NBA decided to hate on the Knicks to open up the I'm season. Saying. This is the third back-to-back, -back, and there's going to be one more back-to-back. -back. There are four back-to-backs for the Knicks to open up this season. That is just cruel. That is cruel. It's insane. Insane. Makes no sense. Yeah. So, CK. Yeah. What is your record prediction for this week? It's only three games, though. We're not, are we including that Boston game? Yeah, I'm going to include the Boston game. You want to include the Boston game? Yeah. Oof. Um, because we're not going to. We're, we're not. So we. I would say I would leave it at Sunday, but I don't know when weekly is going to be thrown in since that's a Sunday yeah, game. And then back. I just want to make sure we're covering just in case. No, I, I. You're thinking ahead. That's why you're you're hosting. You're doing a great job. Um, let me see. Okay, so that's uh, oof. Clippers, San Antonio, Charlotte, and Boston in back to backs. All right. Um, like I said, I'm gonna stick to my guns. As you guys know, I am here in LA doing this, and my little brother is a diehard Clipper fan. Corey McGetty's his favorite player. He's one of those guys, right? Uh, so uh, for that reason, and for me hoping and believing, I know y'all are like CK, but you know we said the same thing about Giannis and Dame. I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. Uh, I think we're gonna get this one tomorrow. I don't think it's gonna be easy, but I think we're able to 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 get the best of them while they're figuring out lineups and figuring out where Harden fits. Figuring out where PJ fix. I, I think that this is going to be a turnaround game for us and hopefully for Randall. So give me the one. Uh, San Antonio is going to be tough. San Antonio loves to have close games all season long so far. They have had close games, borderline overtime. I think they went to overtime tonight against the Toronto. That's what they do. So I think that game is go that that's going to be the trend. But they're still young. They're still young. I think Mitchell Robinson puts Wemby in, in purgatory as well. So mm. give me two. All right, so that being said, uh, I, I gave us those two wins because I think we're going to finish out two and two. Uh, Charlotte, I feel like, has been – they've been an anomaly with how they've been playing. They've been playing really fast. Their young guys are putting it together. For whatever reason, Gordon Hayward is playing good basketball. Forgot he was on the team still because I was so excited <laughs> about Brandon Miller. 
Um, but Charlotte looks okay, and I feel like that that their their pace might uh we we might get uh messed up with their pace. So I think Charlotte gets us, and then with the back to back, I just don't trust us in back to backs until the Knicks give me a reason to trust us. So give me two and two. Give me uh give give me the Western Conference games. I know that's a crazy thing to say, but give me the Western Conference games, and then I think we uh unfortunately drop the back to back. Chat, let me know your record as well. I see some we got two and two and two, one and three. I need to know your answers as well. Um I'm gonna go two and two as well, but not the same two and two that you got. I actually don't think that uh I actually don't think that the Knicks are gonna defeat the Clippers. I think the Clippers are too they're just too talented. Good. I just think they're too talented, man. I think that you can just still figure it all out. You got I mean you got you got a finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard. You got two I MVPs. Act- I accidentally put yes in the poll. That was a, why. Who? Why did you put the no first and the yes second? Why did you do that? <laughs> why did you do that? Who did this? Who am I blaming right now? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Go talk to TM. TM's the one that that organized the, the poll chat. Anyways, yeah, you think the Clippers are better than us? Yep, I, I get it. Go ahead. Yeah, look, man, you got Finals MVP and Kawhi Leonard. I know you got PG, who's been on a tear right now to start the season. Um. And you got two former MVPs in James Harden and Russell Westbrook, even though they're not in their MVP modes as they were when they won it. They're still talented uh-huh. players, man. They're still they're still yeah. guys you gotta still guys you gotta respect. Um, a lot of cooks, Alex. It's a lot of cooks. A lot of cooks, I, man. I, I agree. I agree, but I still think that you you know what. It's just a lot of talent, and I think it's a lot of talent that the Knicks are not ready for. <laughs> I thought uh, you <laughs> Look, look, I just, I, I can't, I, I, I cannot believe uh, <laughs> CP told you to pack your bags. It's been real. I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? I'll see y'all. <laughs> um, look, I just, I, I, got, I got to see it, man. I got to see the Knicks defeat the Clippers in order to believe it. I just don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. Okay. Uh, That's fair. <clears throat> even though I d- actually, you know what? Have some fun, man. What? What do you what? You know what? I'm going to say yes, because guess what? I did. I did. I did. I did choose him on game of the week preview, but I can't go into game of the week preview saying no and come out here saying no. So I'm going to choose. Yeah. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose it. Same energy. That's right. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, I keep that same there energy. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, man. All right. it's, it's so does that mean you're going day, three and one then? Huh? Are you going three and one then? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm still going to go two and two, but I'm just going to switch. Moving I'm games. Just gonna, okay. I'm just going to okay. swap it up. Okay. Uh, I think that we will defeat. Mm-hmm. San Antonio is interesting because they beat Kevin Durant, man, and Devin Booker. That's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough. Without Devin Vassell, too. Um, they're an interesting yikes. team. Yikes. Do I believe in the young the young Spurs or do I believe in the Knicks that are having a rough shooting? That is I'm the Mitchell go. Robinson game. So it's, See, do you believe in Mitchell Robinson's defense? Is it actually going to be Mitchell Robinson defending him? Because they also got Zach Collins out there. Are they going to put Randall on Zach Collins? If, if they put Julius Randall on Victor <laughs> Webinyama, Alex, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Don't don't even put that energy out there. Yes, he, they, he Vic, uh, Julius can guard Zach just fine. I'll be surprised if Tom Thibodeau does not have Mitchell Robinson on Victor Webinyama. I just had to throw it out there. I just had to throw it out there, CK. 
Yeah, there we go. There's the warden himself, Mitchell Robinson on screen. There we go. Yeah. yeah. It makes too much sense, but I just had to throw it out there. Um, man. Well, if we're talking about stretch bigs, man, he's a stretch big. So if Mitch he's has problems with stretch bigs. He does. He does. That's true. That's I'm going to go, give it to San Antonio. Uh, mm. I'm going to say that we get the first win against on the back to back against Charlotte. Okay. And then we lose to Boston. So I'm going two and two as well. Okay. Um, that's where I'm going, man. That's that's where I'm going with this. To be it's, completely uh, honest with you, that was my original two and two is the one you just picked, but I switched it up. I I I got I believe in us uh stomping that Victor Webb and Yama craze and we going and win these first two games. So I I like your predictions, what I'm saying. Wemby is uh, he's nice. He's looking nice, bro. He's nice. He is looking nice. That's yeah. The fact that you beat Kevin Durant and the Suns being down. Yeah. And then you come back and then you smoke them for most of the game. And mm. then you have Wemby close out. That's mm. tough. That's tough, man. Cameron Durant has never looked so short in his entire life. It's crazy. Yo, right? <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Man. Remember you had that whole you had the whole image for when he was on Team USA and it was him and next to Boogie Cousins and it's like, yes. wait a minute. Katie's listed at six nine. That's yeah. why. And yeah. Bo- Boogie's was at six ten. This makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, man, that's that's where I'm gonna go with this. So I think this is a good place to to wrap it up. Um, yeah. Well, thank you all for tuning in for another Knicks Weekly episode seventy seven. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to hit the like button. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Make sure to share all these videos. Friends, family, dogs, cats, whatever it may be. Mm. Also, if you can't catch the live shows, you can find us on any audio listening platform. Apple, Spotify, you name the platform, we're there. Make sure to check out KnicksFanTV.com. Make sure to support our sponsor, BetUS. Just hit the link in the video description to get a match of up to 125%. And then... You can also check out KnicksFanTV.com if I didn't already say that. Support Manscaped. Use the promo code KFTV. Get that 20%. Get that 20% off. Free shipping. And yeah, man. There we go. That's all we got. Get this tweet oh, off of the screen. <laughs> Let's see what the pulse is. We got 72, we got 72 votes. I don't want to see it. 67% said no. And the crowd has gone silent. Certainly it should be higher than that. But I messed it up on accident. It's all good. It's all good. All right, Nick's salute to Nick's Nation. Salute to the franchise channel members. Thank you for all for tuning in. Salute to all the mods for doing such a great job today. We'll catch you next time later this week for post game tomorrow when the Knicks face the LA Clippers. All right, everyone. We out.
whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.